welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. Today I'm sitting down here with Cody from Gold City Ventures and we're going to talk about Etsy principles, something that I've been looking forward to learning a lot about. Cody, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited about our chat today and hopefully some of your listeners and watchers will get inspired to start their own Etsy shop and get some passive income going. Yeah, I checked out your website and it's really great, packed with good resources and whatnot, but I'm still like surface level as far as, well, I mean, my expertise really is selling print on demand products. Uh, I started taking selling digital products on Etsy more seriously this year. Printables is one of these things. It's like it pops up here and there. I see it and I'm sure people are successful with it because otherwise there wouldn't be so much interest in it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to our conversation, man. Like, can you just start by zooming out and giving me an introduction as to like kind of what's going on here with uh, your approach to selling on Etsy and making passive income? Yeah. So just to quickly define what like printables and we also include digital downloads under that same umbrella. So you're an Etsy seller. And as you probably noticed, like Etsy has actually been making a push toward more and more digital products. Digital products only make about about 20% of total sales right now on the platform, but that has continued to grow and grow and grow because there's such low margin products that like I could sell, you know, 150 of a digital product versus someone who's like, you know, knitting or creating a basket. Like Etsy just doesn't make as much money with those people because it takes right. them a long time to like turn around stuff. So just to give you an idea. So printables are like, invitations, games, calendars, planners, there's like B2B printables. Like I could, you know, give you a YouTube media kit template or like a podcast template, or there's so many printable ideas. Like literally just look around whatever room you're in, whoever's listening or watching this, like you'll probably see something that's a printable, like something that can be printed out, something that can be designed and then ultimately printed out. Um, again, digital downloads kind of under the same umbrella because People are saving paper now and, you know, I'm, I'm totally on board with that train as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, planners, checklists, I sell games. I sell a lot of seasonal products. I sell a lot of B2B templates. So we can definitely get into some more specific examples, like especially if you already have a niche. Printables is like a great thing to layer on top and to add just extra value for your audience. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, when I say digital downloads, I guess I'm looking at it through the scope of like a print-on-demand seller. You know, that's mm. kind of what I've been trained to think. So I think of... um maybe just like some pre-made or if I sell like a t-shirt design, right. I can just sell the design for a dollar, you know, and some people exactly. say, why do you do that? But I'm just kind of assuming that I'll be able to outmarket the people. Plus a sale is a sale. That's kind of like, what are your thoughts? Do you sell principles, but also sell any like physical products? I don't sell any physical product. I used to be a physical product seller. I used to actually own, <laughs> this is a long story we don't have to get into, but I used to own a disc golf manufacturing company that I've like kind of since shut down. And man, the, headache with physical products like the inventory the packaging the right. shipping the issues with customers oh i didn't get the products like it's just a pain in the butt so i just went all digital and that's what i've been selling since 2018 which has been just such an awesome shift because before we hit record here it's like i can i can create one digital product and sell that thing a thousand times and there's pretty much no overhead unless there's like a customer question which are few and far between with a physical product especially one like a handmade product that i have to create you can't really turn out too many. Like there's only so many hours in the day. So like, that's why I'm just like so gung ho in the digital thing. And it's something where you can actually experience like passive income. Like you can literally wake up, open up your phone and boom, you have sales and you didn't have to do anything. It's awesome. Yeah. I love framing it that way, man. What got me, two things really got me kind of addicted to passive income. It was uh, in general, like passive income, but it was that I started thinking of like money in terms of dollars per day. 
Mm. How many dollars do I make in a day? Rather than thinking of like annual salary or anything like that, like I want to break free of those like mental shackles of like, oh, a salary, right? Because it's not even representative in the first place of what you bank because you're paying taxes, you know, that alone, right? So I'm like, no, dollars per day. Like, what am I making? How can I increase this number? Like, what can I do today to increase that number for, you know, five years from now? You know, is that even possible? And it's like, you start getting into the math and you're like, oh, this, this may actually work. And then fast forward to right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, it worked. Uh, and the other half I was going to say was, um, what was it? Uh, yeah. Waking up more with more money than you had when you went to sleep <laughs> the night before. I love that. The best feeling ever, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as printables go, uh, and I actually, while you were talking, it started going through my mind. Like it almost seems like the possibilities are endless here. Like, can we sell videos? I don't know. You, right. Like, could, is that even something that's been attempted anything. before? I have not seen videos particularly on on Etsy. I have seen people like just package like a short little video, almost like an explainer. I actually haven't seen on Etsy. That's something that I'll probably explore after this call, quite honestly. But dude, you can sell like anything, anything. Like people are willing to buy so many different things. Like something that was just really popular that uh, someone in our community was selling was like she just went ballistic with the um, Halloween. We're recording this on November 1st. Halloween was yesterday. And she had like these like just take one candy signs. And oh my gosh, she just like put it up. Oh. I think it was like maybe the 20 something of October. So like a week before the holiday and just went absolutely ballistic, like 500 something sales on this $4 product, which is like a $4 nice. product, but that's two grand in a couple of days. Like that's crazy. So yeah, man, this is, there's so many different ideas. And like, as you start to kind of put your printables, digital product hat on, you'll literally just look around your office, your house, wherever you are, the doctor's office, and just see all of these different opportunities where you could step in and you could be the seller. And then other people will start to buy those products. There's just like, it's, it's unlimited. Yeah. That's, that's exciting, man. I love being on the cusp of like something that has big time potential to make like life-changing money. And of course, for me, it has to be passive. Like I spread myself thin as it is. So, uh, with digital products, I already know, like we can, the fulfillment's basically automated, right? Like we upload the, the payload, if you will, or whatever the, the customer is going to get Etsy processes the payment, Etsy delivers it. Um, I wanted to ask you like, as far as framing the products, you know, cause obviously we need to get those customers excited about clicking us in search results. And then from there converting into a, you know, paid customer. Um, I know you, you offer a course where you go completely in depth into, your strategy and whatnot without giving up all the secret sauce. Cause I'm sure there's some great stuff. Like what, what tips can you provide as far as framing these digital products? Yeah, no. So definitely we do have the e-printables course, which outlines everything, but I do want to provide as much value as I possibly can here. Although I definitely can't go through a full course in a short interview because <laughs> there's right. a ton of content in there, but basically we are very heavy on keyword research. So 95% of Etsy sellers are like unsophisticated Etsy sellers who are just making things on a whim that they might want to create. Just like a gut feeling like, oh, this might be a good product. But like me and my co-founder, Julie, who started this whole thing, we are very data driven. So we do not create a product unless we've done the keyword research. We see that, okay, this is the amount of people that are searching for this product every month. This is what the competition looks like. And then we'll try to find those unicorns where it's pretty high search volume pretty low competition and start to create those. And that has that formula has worked out magically for us. The tool that we use is E-Rank. That's our personal favorite. There are okay. a bunch out there now. There's like Marmalade and Etsy Hunt and Allura. This, there's all these different Etsy specific keyword research tools. But we're always like, we have a product idea. Like 
Thanksgiving's right around the corner. If I'm like, okay, what's some good Thanksgiving products? Like I might just type in Thanksgiving to the E-Rank search bar and see what digital products I could create for Thanksgiving that are going to be popular that other people aren't searching for. So that is like step one in the vetting process is, okay, what is something that I have already proven it's going to be a decent product via the keyword research? Then going to your point, I think this is a really important point. A lot of people don't spend nearly enough time on that main listing image. It's kind of like YouTube. Like if you don't have a good thumbnail, no one's going to click on that video. It's the same thing with Etsy. It's the same thing with any other platform. That's the gatekeeper to you making sales. So you have to make sure that like that listing image is super indicative of exactly what you're selling. It shows it in like the best light possible because if people aren't clicking in, they're not going to read the description. They're not going to see all the awesome benefits. They're not going to see why this product kind of fits exactly what they're looking for and solves all their problems. So that's another huge thing. It's like after you do the keyword research, then go and see, okay, look at the competition. What are they doing? How can I make my product stand out on page one of Etsy? Because you know you just had this wall of products. Someone types something into the search bar. You're going to be the one that click on out of like you know 50 plus different listings that show up. So I think those two things, the keyword research plus having a super clickable listing image are two like really, really important things that I don't want people to overlook. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, I was, I feel like I'm running out of ways to say it, but like, you just <laughs> basically said what I, what I'm constantly repeating, which is man, like that first, like, I, I think of it as like a war, you know, it's like a war It's you and everybody else in search results. And somehow you have to stand out enough, which I mean, it's like, we only control so much. Obviously there's things like the star seller, you know, it's, it's ideal to be a star seller, uh, having a lot of reviews. That's ideal. You'll get there with time running a sale, you know, uploading a video, you know, if it makes sense to everything, right? Like everything, but especially the main thing that we control is the text in the title, which I don't think most people read. And then the image, that first yeah. image. And I'm, I try to hammer that idea. So I, I love that you're in agreement there. Yeah. It's just, it's so important. It seriously is the gatekeeper to sales. Like if you don't have those things, people aren't going to click on your product and they aren't going to convert. But the way to, if you're scared of like, you know, the war and you don't want to have too many opponents, like maybe just a couple opponents in this fictitious war that we're talking about here, <laughs> go after something with super low like search volume, like something that has 50 searches a month. If there's only like one or two other people selling that product and you can capture, you know, five of them and you have a $10 product, boom, that's $50 in recurring revenue that you have every single month. So like, that's just, that's another thing. Don't sleep on the low keyword research volume products just because you're like, oh, like only 200 people or only 50 people are searching for this every month. You know, actually break it down. I loved what you say, like talking about the day by day numbers. Don't look at like, oh, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. It's like, how can I make you know three hundred dollars this day, and then that will you know then convert to like you know almost ten k a month, and then I'll have like a hundred thousand dollar year. Because when you put it in that frame, it's like, okay, now I will go after this product that only has fifty searches, and if I can capture five of those people, like I'm crushing. I'm making a bunch of money, and if I can repeat that and do it over and over again with all these different products and different niches, like. All of a sudden, I have this passive income business that's bringing in $50 a day, which, you know, that's a sizable amount up. of money over the course of the year. Yeah, yeah it adds up. Yeah, they, I love that, man. The mindset uh, of it is um, something that, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, hopefully everybody finds whatever they need to, to like have that resonate. Because, um, yeah, I'd rather, like with my FBA business, you know, I got my start with Amazon FBA and it's like, I would go for like a product that would make me $1,000 a month. Like, I'm not getting rich by any stretch, but I can certainly keep those in stock. And like, you know, FBA, once you kind of get it ranked and you get it rolling, it's just like, keep it in stock, check the ads every now and then, and just let, just pile those up, you know, and a $1,000 product can turn into a $5,000 product pretty often if you get that first spot. And I love that, you know, when you're, when you're talking, I'm like, it's starting to dawn on me. It's like, as a print on demand seller, it's like, 
I need, I need a production partner. And what products do they stock? Well, typically the same products, you know, a lot of the same, a lot of t-shirts, a lot of mugs. And it's because that's where a lot of the demand is centered, but with digital, man, it's like endless possibilities. Like you were saying, and even if it is a product with 50 searches a month, what's stopping us from just creating that product. We don't have to find a production partner that can print it and fulfill it. We just literally make the digital product, make it good. You know, you might need to do some research and then it's done. I mean, I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not hating on POD. I love print on demand. It's a huge business to get into. But like you said, like the barriers to entry are just so low. So if you're someone who's already doing the legwork up front of like finding the trendy stuff, figuring out what people are searching for, like just, you know, tailor that expertise over to the digital product space. You can still do your POD. You can still do your Amazon. Like it's still the same process. I think that's something that people overlook is like any, pretty much any business building is like figuring out what people are searching for. So the keyword research aspect packaging and figuring out how to deliver that thing and then making sure that like your marketing you're getting seen and like that's kind of the key to any business is like figure out what people are looking for create the product that's in line with what those people are looking for and make sure your marketing is strong and boom like you have a successful business and it's the same thing with print on demand same thing with digital products it's just the barrier with digital products is super low man and especially with like physical products that are not print on demand i guess print on demand is kind of a hybrid because you're like you're not touching these things they're just getting shipped to the customer but yeah, especially people who are already Etsy sellers selling physical products, like people that we've helped and consulted with. They're like, oh my God, like I can't believe this is a thing. I was spending so much time creating these products, doing the research, and now I just put this product up once and I can sell it 50 times with barely any additional work. It's it's life-changing, man. Yeah, I wanted to ask you too, like um, how much, like I guess with digital products, right? It's most likely 100% profit margin. So are you running ads to all or most of your products? That's a good question. So I actually sell a decent amount of seasonal products. So I will ramp up my ad spend around those seasons. So I know we talked earlier, Halloween just happened. I have a bunch of different Halloween printables. I have Halloween games. I have some of those like take one candy signs. I just have like a bunch of random Halloween stuff. And so I was pumping a bunch of ad spend in over the last couple of days, which helped kind of boost my sales a ton. If I have a, what's called just a regular product, like an evergreen product that's not seasonal, if it's more than a $10 product, I will run ads to it for the first couple of weeks when I put it into my shop. One, just because it gets like higher up in search results and Etsy, obviously they want to make money too. So they start to favor those products, which are getting sales. So if I can start to get that paid traction early and then I can shut off ads, like even a month later, Etsy is just going to prioritize that listing and keep it toward the top of search results. Cause they see that, Oh, you know, this person is selling this product that a lot of people are converting on. We're Etsy. We want to make money. We get our 6.5% cut. Let's keep showing this to people so we can make as much money as possible. So that's kind of my strategy. If it's above $5 or $10, I should say, then I, run ads to it for the first couple of weeks. If it starts crushing with the ads, I'll, I'll, I'll test and shut the ads off. Sometimes I do keep the ads on, but if something doesn't work and you know, I've been running ads to it and the ads aren't making me money, then I'll just chalk it up as a loss and move on to the next thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that though. It's like treating your business like a business. I think exactly. too often, man, people, not most people, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about whoever's watching. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the other person, but like they don't want to treat the business like a business. They want to do the minimum, which maybe is a lot to them, but like, this is where also mindset. It's like, people will be like, Ryan, how do I integrate uh, something with Etsy? And I'm like, honestly, integrating anything with Etsy is like two clicks. So instead (laughs) of asking me, just go do it. Like, honestly, just like click the integrate button, click authorize, and then you're done. Right. So it's just like, get that confidence, go do it. Like, but just because you integrated, it doesn't mean that like, it may feel like, oh, a milestone was reached. But in terms of like a customer, seeing you in search results and everybody else who went a little bit above and beyond. Like, again, we only control so much. 
So can you find like a streamlined process where you make it work for you, where you're not just doing the minimum, like posting an ugly shirt or like a, you have like a really good uh, printable file, but like, what's the difference between a, a $10,000 printable file and a $10 printable file. And it could be the same file. It's like, well, one person probably marketed it better than the rest or like ran some ads, let Etsy learn the keywords. Um, anything like, you know, I don't know. I just went on a rant there, but that's yeah, kind of no, what no, I was no. thinking. I, I, it did bring up something, which is a good point, especially for those who are already side hustling. Like I know many people who are watching this, who are followers of your channel are, is if you can sell like higher price products, or I should say to higher caliber customers, you can sell higher price products. So if you're selling a business to business template for someone who like is going to benefit a lot from that template, like I know I talked about earlier, like a media kit for someone who's a big YouTuber or a big podcaster, you could put a higher price point on a product like that, 20, 30, 40, $50, depending on how elaborate it is, because that person is just going to gain so much extra value from that product. So if you can kind of think down the value chain, like how much is this going to help the next person? And if you just want to go like straight B to C, that's fine. Like I sell games, I sell calendars, I sell planners, I sell checklists, like all that stuff. That's B to C. It's fine. It's lower price stuff. And I, you know, I do the keyword research and people are still buying it, but I do have products that are like the $20 and above, which is kind of higher price point for in the printable space. Cause like you said, margins are literally a hundred percent. And yeah, it's just like thinking with the customer in mind, like, is this person going to be able to extract $20 of value out of this printable? Absolutely. If it's a, a good way to someone it. with a podcast media kit and you know, they have a big, big podcast and it's a multi-page media kit that might land them a multi thousand dollar sponsorship. So of course they're willing to pay $50 for this really awesome media kit. So just thinking like with the value chain in mind, like how much value can my customer extract from this product that I'm offering them is another great way to like if you if you're like you know screw that Cody I don't want to sell these five dollar products then fine go for the twenty plus dollar products but just make sure you have the ideal avatar in mind. Yeah, I love that man, and uh, it's a great point. Like I just did an interview recently with someone who was killing it on Zazzle, you know, and it huh. wasn't that they like gamed the Zazzle algorithm; it was that they were posting like really quality products. You know what I mean? Like they spent their time researching, they spent their time designing, and like at the end of the day, they were doing like great work, you know, and they were being rewarded by the customer. So I think that's a great point. Like in the print, I guess a lot of people that watch my channel, we talk mainly print on demand. And it's like, they may be thinking like me of like, Oh, a 99 cent t-shirt graphic, but Hey, why not? Like a media kit, right? Like multiple things that are extremely yeah. useful bundled together with a specific audience in mind that will pay a premium, right? Like that's a genius idea, man. I want to ask you, what are you, if you don't mind sharing, like in terms of designing these things, right? Like what, what, what applications can people use to put, um, put together their first like printable file? That's the cool thing is like it spreads the gamut. I'm not sure exactly what you talk about with POD, but like, I mean, you can use free Canva. Like we literally have people using the free version of Canva to create printables. Like you don't even need the pro version and people are making money that way. You can also use like the entire Adobe suite. Like if you're really comfortable with Illustrator, use Illustrator or InDesign. We have people using like Microsoft Word and PowerPoint to create printables. Like I thought you were going to no... say Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Microsoft Paint. There's no right or wrong answer. Like, do it's a it's all it goes back to the keyword research and the data like just look what other people are selling and if you can sell something that's comparable whether that's in like just the look of the design or just the functionality of the design it doesn't matter what program you're using so if you're super comfortable and say the free version of canva and you're already using that in one of your other business like that's fine use that or if you're already like an adobe pro use that or if you're just like you know i like microsoft word then you can make some printables in microsoft word too we have people who have made a couple thousand dollars with microsoft word printables that's crazy there's there's no like one size fits all platform it's, it's honestly up to you that's great man yeah i'm the my ideas the, the ideas are flowing right now like i'm Love excited it. to go but i'm gonna go like honestly spend 
30 minutes just typing search queries into Etsy. You know what I mean? And just like seeing what's out there, like what's selling, you know? Um, but that's awesome, man. Uh, this has been great. Like so far, is there anything else that I didn't ask that you feel like you should share with the audience? I know that you've got a free resource that I'm going to link in the description next to your gold city ventures, uh, full course. If anybody wants to check that out, but anything, anything else? Yeah, I think before I mention the freebie, I'll kind of tell you the funny story of like how I became obsessed with selling printables on Etsy because it, it ties perfectly into this free ebook that I'm going to be giving to your audience. So back in 2018, um, started selling, I had a friend, Julie, she was like, yeah, I made like six grand and I only put in like 50 hours and I'm still making money from it. I'm like, cool. Like I was just like a side hustle, passive income guy at the time. I'd never even been on Etsy quite honestly. I don't know about you, Ryan, but like, I always thought like, oh, Etsy's kind of like a girly platform. Like I, I'd never, I'd never bought anything on Etsy. So yeah, I waited so, way too long. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. But, um, I finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to try my hand at this thing. And so I started creating all these designs had no idea what I was doing. No graphic design background. And my first like 10, 15 designs were terrible. They stunk. Like I, I think I made a couple of sales cause I got lucky and I did do some keyword research, but like they were pretty terrible. Um, but when I got my first like kind of big break was it was Valentine's week. So I created like a bunch of Valentine's day printables. I mentioned before, I'm like huge into the seasonal stuff cause the search volume just like goes bonkers around any of these holidays. So I created all these Valentine's day printables. I was skiing in Lake Tahoe with my now fiance and a bunch of other people. And my phone just kept blowing up my pocket. And as an Etsy seller, you know, the infamous cha-ching sound. It's like the best sound ever. You have your sound on, your notifications. Mm -hmm. And by, it was like February 9th, I think, the first day where I started, the sales started going crazy. By lunchtime, I had like $100, which was more than I had ever made on Etsy before because I just started a couple of months ago. I was terrible. And by the end of that week, just from, I think it was like two or three products out of 15 that took off. I had made like $800. And again, before that, I'd made like 50 in total. Like I was a complete dud. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm just going to use this seasonal product strategy. And I kept doing it over and over again, rinsing, repeating. I did really well that St. Patrick's Day. I did really well on Easter. did really well with summer printables and then Halloween. And so yada, yada, yada. But yeah, so basically the story is I became obsessed with seasonal printables. And like that's kind of the strategy that got me started because – in my opinion, it's an easy way to get started because it's like the search volume is just so insane at those times. That you don't have to be the best. There's just so many people on there that even if like you're the 47th listing, like you still are going to get a couple of people clicking on you. Um, so the free ebook that I was, I mentioned earlier that you alluded to is called the seasonal product secret. It outlines basically that whole seasonal product strategy. It gives you ideas from January to December, like these are the types of printables. This is the types of digital products that are going to be popular this month. Like go and create it a month before. So you have the inventory. So yeah, I know you said you're going to link that up with the full yep. course as well. But yeah, man, it, that was like, that was the genesis of it all. It was the, it was that ski week in Lake Tahoe. And by the end of the week, 800 bucks, it was life-changing. And it was like a lot of these sales were coming in while I was literally snowboarding. I was on the ski lift. Dude, I love that, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> my, my Etsy addiction story was similar in that like I was uh, some it was just like a viral design that I was like extremely early to. And I sold it on a t-shirt cause that was all I knew, but it was actually like on a hat and a celebrity had worn it on a hat, but it wasn't like being sold anywhere. It wasn't trademarked. It was just kind of like a protesting kind of like saying mm. on a hat. And I was at the gym where like the blood's flowing goes to my brain. I'm like, Oh <laughs> dummy, put it on a hat, like figure out how to sell this on a hat. It's being worn on a hat. So I listed on a hat, made a couple of sales the first day. Next day it was the weekend, man. And it was just Oof. the same story, just blowing up with sales. And it was like, the rest was history. I was all in at that point. So 
Love it. And that, that's snow in your background for those watching on YouTube, right? <laughs> Look at this that. No, I forgot I changed my background, but yeah. <laughs> Perfectly fitting for my story. I love that though. It's it's the coolest feeling ever though. Like once you can detach your time from your income, it just like you just get so lit up with so many different ideas. Like I I didn't know the passive income was a real thing until I started like getting into the digital product space. I always thought like you had to trade your time for money. Everyone growing up around me was like that. They would work a certain number of hours to get a certain dollar amount paycheck based on their right. hourly rate. But it doesn't have to be like that. I know you mentioned earlier that like the day by day thing, it's like if you want to make an extra thousand dollars a month, like that could be life changing for some people. That's 33 bucks a day. It's like you sell. Right. When five, you put it in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you sell six, five dollar things. That's not that hard. Like, how do you do that? Right. Like, it's going back to the keyword research and the data. Like, once you break down things in the micro girls, you, your whole like mindset around money will completely change, and you'll start to become obsessed with this whole passive income thing that Ryan and I have been talking about today. Yeah, man, this has been great, um, Cody. Thank you for being here. Uh, everybody that is interested, again, I'll put links in the description, including links to everything we referenced in this video, in case you want to get started with like the free version of Canva to take a crack at making your first um, printable. So, um, Cody, thank you again, man. I appreciate you sharing your expertise today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully, you got some people inspired and brainstorming out there. I know even while we're talking, every time I get an interview, my wheels start churning with different ideas. And hopefully, Ryan, you got some product ideas that maybe you can add alongside your POD store or like in 10, whatever. We'll figure something out. Absolutely. <laughs> appreciate man. you having and me on, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. 